listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Snowy's Camping Show. You are joined once again by myself, Ben, and my colleague, Lauren. How are you today? Good. Long weekend we've just had. So Long weekend. Oh, yeah. I think you've got a croaky voice today. I do. So I'm recovering, bear so bear Try with me through. if I sound a bit weird. Right, before we jump into it, I just mm-hmm. want to say we want to get more, more followers, more subscribers, more people interacting with us, right? So yeah. don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, the show on your favourite podcast app. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up so we know that you like it. Uh, and if you want to join in on the conversation, or we would love you to join in on the conversation, join us at the Snowy's Facebook group. Uh, sorry, the Snowy's Camping Show Facebook, Facebook group. group. Yeah. yeah. Today, we're talking about a topic that is something I think you're going to be able to offer a little bit more than me, mm-hmm. uh, and that's camping with teenagers, yes. and mainly being that my kids are 10 and 6. I've got two girls at 10 yep. and 6 at the time we're recording this mm-hmm. anyway. So I'm just kind of getting to this point where my oldest is getting into that teenage sort of obnoxious, want to be away from boring mum and dad kind of years, mm. whereas my youngest wants to be with the big kids but often comes back and yeah. has to hang out with mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you, your kids are a little bit older, right? Yeah, they're 10 to 14, so 14, 13, 12, 10 basically. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're not as old or they're not sort of teen teenagers in that, that 15, 16, 17 age range or possibly in that sort of 17, 18 age range as well where you want to do family trips and things like that but they don't want to come and they have, you know, a good justification and often if they have a licence and a job, a, a, a real claim and a right to say, I don't want to come. Um, so I think, yeah, today we're talking more about that sort of up to 15-ish, 16 age range where they – yeah. Really need to be independent and maybe are really strongly telling you that they don't want to go on your stupid family yeah. holiday, but they, <laughs> they, dad, they yeah. can't be by themselves. Yeah. So. We did a bit of a call around the office for other people who've got some older kids yeah. to get some ideas and tips and hopefully we can start the conversation on, as you mentioned, the Facebook page with other ideas too. Yeah. But uh, for me, I, uh, I, I thought I had a few more years before those sort of – troublesome teenage years started but I'm already seeing it in my 10 mm. year old where we, we'd just been away on the weekend and it was with a group of people and she's off with all of her friends and very oh, yeah. independent we hardly saw her for the weekend and it is quite good but on the other hand I do miss it like going camping so they don't have any choice yeah. but to spend time just with us because there's no one else around yeah but um not always for them and she loved just being in the caravan park and the mm-hmm. independence you can give them in the caravan park but it is different than younger kids like younger kids you you almost your whole holiday I've found is based around making sure you're doing stuff to entertain them. And I'm now starting to get a taste of when they're a bit older that they're a bit more independent so they can go and do something and you can sit down and and just have a drink. Which is actually really lovely. Like that independence part of or side of things is really good. And I find that in a lot of ways camping with teenagers is easier than it is with camping with kids because, like you say, when they're a bit younger they rely on you for a lot more than just sort of, you know, the basic food and water and all that sort of stuff. They rely on you for entertainment and company and they can't necessarily just spend the weekend away hanging out with other gangs of kids because they're too young for that. So, yeah, um, it, yeah it does get into a different space with teenagers because they are more self-sufficient. They can make their own food. They can go and spend time with friends. So that side of things is really good. I think the challenging part of it is battling with or not battling with, that's sort of putting a negative spin on it already, but dealing with the stuff that started to come up for us sometimes of just them not wanting to go and not wanting to, you know, spend time with 
their family and not mm. wanting to sort of go on those trips. And I think also um, as they get a bit older, they're becoming more independent. They're starting to watch shows on Netflix that they like and playing video games with their friends and all that sort of stuff. And it's just the idea of not having those things sometimes is presents a challenge for them as well. Yeah. So, um, I mean – the, th- the main thing is for me I've, I've found in how things have changed over the last couple of years with our camping journey is they want space so give give them space and one of the ways that we've done that is they have um, I've got two different tents now so we have two boys and two girls and the two boys are in their own tent and the two girls are in their tent and they can sort of set it up wherever they want within reason so they don't have to worry about being overheard and they're not being policed about when they're going to sleep and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, swags can also present a good option, like being able to give them their own physical space that they can set up and have ownership over is really important. Okay. Yeah. So their own space. I, I should be taking notes here because I feel like I'm getting to this phase where I do want to – I want my kids to keep wanting to camp just with us. So <coughs> yeah. I'm probably going to get a heap out of this episode too. So their yeah. own space. And I guess that gives them some independence, right, and mm-hmm. set up your own tent, create your own space, manage your own space. Mm-hmm. You know, don't – you can probably not jump in there and tell them to clean up their tent all the time. It's their that's responsibility right. to keep it tidy. If and they don't I clean it up, they've got to pack it up at the end of the trip that's anyway, right. right? And I think part of that as well for me personally is – resisting if you are giving them that space which they do need is to resist the urge to manage that space for them and get get in their grill if you think it should be done differently or or what sort of that sort of thing yeah um like it's their space it's their tent if you know if they want to be in their tent and read their book all day just let them and you know, yep. just sort of create as much room on your holiday or your trip to allow them the space that they need. Yeah, mm. I guess that moves on to the next point that someone pointed out is giving mm. them responsibility. So you know, we've talked responsibility around their accommodation and yeah. the things that they take, but also getting them involved in the trip. So yeah, I'm assuming by that um, mm. – I can't remember who it was that mentioned it, but they mean get them involved in the planning of the trip. So you're not just saying to the kids, get in the car, we're doing this. It's a family event in in planning. Do do you follow that sort of Um, I think it's uh, the thing that I've found, especially as they're getting a a bit older, is when when they're younger, you can plan the trips that you want to do as adults and the kids just come along and they're happy. But then it gets to a point like a recent trip that we did where I was so stoked because there was this sort of tray, a sculpture trail and there was all this sort of awesome stuff around that I wanted to do. And they were just like, no, like that literally sounds <laughs> like the worst and I don't want to do it and I'm really bored and yep. I'm not going to get out of the car to look at these statues because it was um, quite a long sort of statue trail that we did in the car. And um, <clears throat> so I think – I mean, in that particular instance, I'm like, okay, that's cool. If you don't want to, like, I'm doing this for me because this is what I want to do and I recognise that it's not what you want to do, so I'm not going to force you out of the car and make you come and stand here and enjoy this. So just, cool, stay in the car, that's fine, whoever wants to come. So reducing that stress for you in in those sort of ways. But on the back of that is giving them that responsibility to- um, Make their own choice a bit. Yeah, to make their own choice. But then also when you're planning the holidays when they get a bit older- being like, hey, guys, what do you want to do for our next trip? Mm. Where do you want to go? Do you like the idea of doing this? And then getting them sort of excited about the prospect of where you're going and the things that you could be doing there and helping them to make those choices that gives them something to look forward to. So it's not actually just about you and dad or, you know, the parents doing all of that. Yeah. Um, 
or nature trail with science and stuff is probably them thinking I, I didn't come on holiday to, to read and learn. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm not here They're to like, do more school oh, stuff. I just want to go and do fun that's stuff. Right. And so the concept of caravan parks, I mean, a car- I don't in- really love caravan park camping. I'm um, the same, yeah. Oh, my voice, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I just sometimes I can find it a bit overwhelming, but I've started to realise that they really love it because there is a guarantee of there being a throng of other kids there and it's it's an in, sort of like a, a boarded space, I guess. They've got clear boundaries of where they can and can't go and there is a lot of freedom within a caravan park space and often there's pool and jumpy pillows games and games room, room and, yeah. and things like that which they really, really love. And so part of that is also, okay, well, yeah, maybe we will go to the caravan park, which I'm not, you know, a fan of, but we're going to do it because you guys really want to go there and we know that you're going to love it. And at the end of the day, that's really important as well. So you've got to embrace it as, as an adult. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that phase now and I, and I mentioned I was away on the weekend, but it was a – they loved it. The kids loved mm. it. I mean, the, the younger kids were just riding their bikes around a racetrack on the road and normally you'd say, oh, not on the road, but in a caravan park you can give them that little bit of freedom because yep. – other road users in the caravan park are aware that it's a shared space and it kind of teaches them that little bit you got to watch out for cars yeah. and they were just racing around 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 you don't really get that yeah many unless you go to a park it's a specific trip but they can do it at their own freedom yeah definitely but food, food's another one i think um i've tried to get my kids involved in food to say what do you want and they they think yeah it's great we'll help cook it's a good idea but then their friends were at the park mm. when it comes time to cook dinner they've nicked off anyway yeah so they were for me at my age they were involved in planning of the food. Yeah. But when it comes to cooking it, there was more fun yeah. things to do. I think um, the, some of the things that get the kids in excited about coming on camping, even if they don't want to come, is the promise of things that we don't usually have normally. So like s'mores and marshmallows, we don't do that at home. And so, you know, being like, oh, what kind of marshmallows do you want or what sort of desserts or what sort of things do you want on your trip that we wouldn't usually have at home is good. And, um, yeah, helping them to sort of look forward to certain dinners or meals, seeing if they want to cook them, um, things like that to get them having that own a bit more ownership over it, which makes them more sort of excited and involved and ties back into the responsibility side of things, I guess. But the other good thing about food, I think, which has helped me is they are getting because they're getting older, they're not necessarily hanging around camp a lot and then they come back and maybe they haven't eaten and they're getting a bit hangry and then that affects their mood and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so having lots of snacks, like yeah. lots and lots of snacks and lots and lots of food and less about, you know, oh, nice big healthy breakfast, nice big healthy lunch, nice big healthy dinner. Instead it's like, okay, what's a nice quick fast filling breakfast which they can eat, which means that they can leave and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And then what's this plethora of snacks that they can just come back at any time or stuff in their pockets or whatever and they'll not be hungry throughout the day and they'll be getting lots of food and be able to be self-sufficient. That's another important thing I think too. They can manage those snacks. They can manage that themselves. If they run out before the trip's over, then you've eaten all your snacks. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And then – Sorry, I've interrupted you there. No, no, no. I was going to say, and then camping with friends and mm. family and things like that is also important. Maybe with cousins or, um, yeah, friends with other kids. If you're not going somewhere where there's a caravan park or you're not sure if there's going to be 
other kids around that can also help. And then coordinating with those people about different snacks and yep. different sort of hosting maybe dinners in different people's camps and things. That's yep. also really fun. We do that once a year. We have a group of four families that we go away with each mm-hmm. year. And um, exactly that. We share a bit of the, the um, there's usually too much yeah. food, but then that flows over to lunch the next day. Um and it's not my style of camping. It's caravan park camping. We usually were in a tent, the rest are mm-hmm. in a cabins. This time around we got a cabin Yeah, because my daughters begged me. Um, so we, we got a cabin. Fancy. But, but it, yeah, it was very fancy. <laughs> um, but it's great for them. And if mm. you just – I just need to let go of the fact that there's all these people and stuff around me. It's a different type of camping. Camping, yeah. Um, and embrace the, the fun that they're having and that little bit of freedom I've got as an adult to sit there and have a drink and my kids are being independent. Yeah. And they've developed really good friendships with these people having done that year after year. Yeah. Um, and it's just a little bit of independence for them. So, yeah. Definitely. I and I think also when they're, become, like when they're teenagers, they're also looking to um, build relationships with people who are adults but who aren't their immediate parents as well. Mm. That's just sort of a natural progression. So if you do have regular friends and family that you go camping with, allowing them that freedom to maybe go to those other camps and have tea with those families and change um, that up and share that with your friends and family is also really awesome. It's good. We'd walk into our cabin and there'd just be – just like kids from the same group that yeah. you didn't know who was going to be just sitting down watching telly in your cabin at any point at yeah, any totally. time. Someone yeah, else yeah, is yeah. so you don't know where, it's nice, where your kids are. It's nice really nice. It's, yeah, it's a bit of trust. Yeah. And, yeah, it's good. Definitely. I think we we got a few points written up here, but involving them, I think we kind of touched on that, in yeah. involving them, getting plans, uh, planning, planning around what where you're they going want to do. And getting excited and stuff. That's right. We've, and we've also got like a, an SA camps book, for example, and then oh, often, yeah. you know, the kids can just have a look through that and read about all the different places and – you know, if there's things that they're like, oh, this looks really good, keeping a mental note of that, yep. um, which is, yeah, which is important. And, I mean, we touched on it before uh, when you talked about with caravan parks and bikes and things like mm. that. A hundred percent take your kids' bikes. Yeah, like scooters, t- rollerblades. Take them. Just yep. make room for bikes. That's all I have to say because on the trips where we've thought, oh, maybe we won't take them, it has literally been the worst. <laughs> take Take bikes. Even if you're going in the middle of the bush, take bikes because, really? yeah, I, honestly, ta- I would I would take bikes every day of the week just because I think it gives them that just that little bit of extra independence. There's always kids on bikes and mm. you, you don't want your teenagers, especially your sort of earlier teenagers, to be sitting in a camp with other kids on bikes when they don't have their bikes with them. Yeah, okay. That's um, – I'm telling you that from experience. <laughs> They're not the easiest things to transport though, are they? I've got a bike They're rack not. and I take it to caravan park, but yeah. if I'm bush camping – then, I, then I'm not taking it because it's a big rack on the back and I can't access the back of the car quite as easily. I mean, so I guess if you, it depends. I, I would personally still take them and I think because I have four kids as well. So even if there are no other kids around, if, they, if they've got their bikes, they will make their own fun and they will make their own bike games and be bike bandits and do their thing. Okay. And even if you are bush camping or if you're in a national park or whatever and there are other campsites around, there will be other kids on bikes and then they will – your bike gang will meet up with their bike gang and they'll just create this big bike gang of kids that are just (laughs) riding all day and absolutely having the time of their life. And the, the, there's only been a handful of times where I haven't 
taken bikes before and one of those times was in a recent trip where I properly have teenagers now and it was just the biggest mistake. Right, Okay. Yeah. I would take note of that one. Maybe yeah. I need to make space for bikes more yeah. so in the future. Yeah. And probably if you're bush camping, probably a good amount of patch of bunch of repair kits. I yes, think. <laughs> true. And I, but I also think obviously it depends on your kids. Like if your yeah. kids are just not into bikes, sure. But I think it really does just give them that next level of independence. They can go further. They can explore further. It's it's more fun for them than walking around. Yep. Um. Yeah. Bikes. Bikes are a winner. Now the next point I quite liked. Um. And probably because my kids are kind of at that age where they're starting to be independent, but mm. kind of maybe don't want to venture too far away from mum and dad. But a, mm. a little set of radios that they can take if they're, yeah. I mean, they're not going to walk outside of most radios. They've got mm-hmm. a reasonable radius mm-hmm. um, that, that are going to cover the distance that any most kids are going to explore into, but they could explore, I don't know, maybe around the corner of a creek bend, knowing they've got the radio there to yeah. buzz back to mum and dad if they want. So you can get radios them pretty cheap. Radios are awesome. Little- you can get them really cheap. Um, you can get, we've had, I think Uniden is the brand and um, they come in a set of four and they have a three kilometre range and they're each a different colour. Yep. So you don't have to worry about you know, fighting them or if there's one left on the ground, you know, oh, hang on a minute, you know, that was such and such as radio yeah. to look after it sort of thing. Um, but they, I think they can work in two two ways. They can help support the teenagers or the kid, the, the older kids that want to develop more independence but don't necessarily feel confident enough or safe enough to do it. It can give them that extra barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be more fun than a a mobile phone because you can say, oh, yeah, sure, they might have their mobile phone. But at the same time, having a radio hang around your neck while you're fanging around on the bike and you're hearing people talking and, you you know, just it's a different vibe. It's a much more fun atmosphere. And then the second thing, which is twofold for me because we have a child who probably, you know, needs a bit more support to feel safer to be independent, but we also have a child who, I need to feel safer because <laughs> they are so independent. Right. And so it that's more of a I know that they're not off somewhere in severe danger. Yeah, um, good one. Yeah, Probably so- fun between them as well, right, because they can then play spies that's or, or right. whatever and they want to do and talk to each other, not just a mum and dad. Totally, totally. And so – if you are all on the same channel, you can have a parental radio. So the the purpose of the radios primarily wasn't actually for us as parents. It was for the kids and it was to give them an extra element to their independence and their fun and what they could do when they were out there. Mm-hmm. But then having a base camp radio that you can just overhear what's going on and, you know, check in with them every now and then if you need to or call them back for lunch or, yep. you know, they can call you if they need help and things like that. It's, it's really awesome. It's fun. I think I'll check that on my to-buy list. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, next one is technology. And it's going to be a bit of a divide here, I think. I'm not – at the moment, yeah. I should say, I'm not one for technology, but I'm trying really hard to embrace it to a degree because I think kids nowadays are growing up mm-hmm. as technology being part of their lives in the same way like a, a pen was yeah. in ours. It's, yeah. They're very reliant upon it. So – I, don't I think take the, div- yet, the division but- isn't between you and me. The division will probably be just generally within the community because I think some families will be really, really pro technology and have yep. a lot of stuff, and some families 
aren't or it's not that they're not pro but they just don't have a lot of technology and mm. you and uh, you and I don't have a lot of technology no. like we don't have iPads or um, gaming consoles or anything like that I mean I'm sure that especially now with my eldest being 14 and he's a boy and he really is getting into gaming will sort of obviously bench down that in in the future but um, <clears throat> not while we're camping uh, generally. It's time to unplug, right? Yeah, for me it is. It's time to unplug. But I guess for a lot of other people that's a really important part of their camping experience and something that gives – that they that their kids need to get through the trip and you know that's totally cool for them that's fine i mean we've in the last 12 months though we've actually invested in an e-reader for three out of our four kids have them now okay and um the reason why we ended up doing it was because we found um we found out that Libraries SA or libraries in any state actually have an ebook catalog, so you can borrow ebooks oh, really? for free, just like you can a hard copy book. And we have three really voracious readers. So my youngest got his ebook for his birthday, which was recently. So that's why we've got the third one. And when they're going on a camping trip, they want to take ten books, and it's like it's just. Bulky. Yeah, bulky yeah. and heavy and not reliable and then your books get dirty and then all they get yep. wet and it's just sort of, yeah. And so the reason why we decided to do the e-readers is because you can take literally hundreds of books with you in this tiny thing that's smaller than an iPad. So, yeah, um, that's a great idea. Yeah, and they love it. They yeah, absolutely okay. love it. And, of course, they have like music players. We have MP3 players and things yep. like that. So in the car because I, I think sometimes often when it comes to, to teenagers and kids as well, but more so especially teenagers, it's that idea of having to sit in a car for a couple of hours with their family who they Mm. don't want to sit with and they don't want to play your stupid car games and they don't want to do all of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, having their music player and their e-reader to just read books and listen to music and listen to whatever music they want, read whatever books they want, it really helps the journey. That's a great idea. For us, it's MP3 players and we've got just a heap of audio books on there and Mm -hmm. both of my kids listen to them just over and over and they'll either take headphones or like a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Um, And they're pretty easy to charge from like your your 12-volt system in your car. Um, But we also take a lot of pens and textures and and we actually just bought a couple of little whiteboards. Oh, yeah. And they sit there and scribble on those and they can either do it in the car or my youngest in particular with one friend, they'll just Mm. disappear down a creek bed somewhere with a handful of textures and some paper and they just – they really – just create all sorts of that's really things, cool. incredible yeah. story and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, we're which past I love to see that. that. I think we're past that stage now. Like I don't think we've brought any sort of art or crafty stuff on a camping trip for a while, um, for a little while now. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it's just there was one a one activity that has actually caught their attention a lot when we've gone, especially bush camping, is just taking a little bag of scrap yarn and doing those, I think they're called oh, yeah. God's eyes, where you make a, a cross with a stick and then you wrap yarn around oh, it yeah. and you can make pants. Yeah, they love them and they hang them up around the campsite and it's really cool because it's something you can sit down and do at night time as an activity or something yep. here if you just need a bit of quiet space. But that's really the only thing that from a craft and activity sort of perspective that they've taken, they've kept on doing okay. even as teenagers. I'll look into that one too another yeah. note mental note taken there <laughs> yeah the last point we've got on here is games i think you gotta you gotta take some games camping right we've got yeah. a little bag of compact like games so that you can take mm-hmm. quite a few in a game like mini 
Connect Four and yeah. um, Uno and, and those sort of simple yep. simple games. We, we take a few of those. Uh, I guess if if it's just with mum and dad, the kids will play it. But if there's kids around, other kids and friends, yeah. then they'll, they'll go off and do their own thing and not so interested in the game. We um, have found card games go down a treat as well. So we don't we have a lot of other games at home, but not um, we don't take them camping really. But card games like um, just even with your normal deck of cards and coming up with games like that, and just even something like a simple game of snack. Snap, sorry, not snack. snack. <laughs> um, snap after tea when you know you're sitting by the fire or whatever before you wind wind down. Um, there's another game called Five Crowns, which is really awesome because you can just play it with you know one kid. Because I've got one, my son, he, my younger son. He all he wants to do is just play card games because really? he's just so clever in his wow. brain. Yeah, he just loves it. Um, but you can play it with heaps of people, and yeah, it's just and it's compact and it's small and. I've not yeah. got into card games much. Uh, neither my wife or I have ever yeah. been into it, but maybe we should look into more because it is a very compact thing. Not many think – well, I guess you could lose the cards, but it's better than losing a little plastic Connect Four pieces yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think um, games work really well for some family. So I think it's it's probably going to be something that might work better in a caravan park situation yeah. um, than – Maybe bush campings, but yeah, I can't. You can't go past card games. Um, My wife gets into those little IQ games kind of thing. Like you got to oh, match. Yeah, yeah she yeah. she'll disappear for hours on those. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I reckon but, we've um, probably uh, covered off a fair bit. Yeah, we've this. covered a fair bit. I think probably just the key is that. You know, um, I, I would love to really hear from people who do have that 15, 16, 17 plus sort of age. My thinking is that if you nail the early teens part, then the later teens part won't be as hard because okay. you're setting up, you're sort of setting up well to for their independence and sort of respecting their space and their developing autonomy and you're being able to work that into your camping trips yep. that they won't have so much resistance to you as they get older. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sort of sh- saying there's this. People with like, out there who are, please. <laughs> there's, I'm hoping heaps of our listeners are yeah. in that situation. They've got teenagers or they've been through it either successfully or failed. Yeah. Please let us know on the Snowy's Camping Show. The, yeah, the Snowy's Camping Show. Facebook group. Um, give us your advice. Ask yeah. questions. Uh, and as always, as we mentioned earlier, subscribe or rate to our podcast on your favourite app. Give us a like on YouTube if you're watching it there. And we're done. We're done. We'll see you next week. No worries. Thanks, guys. Going to have some honey and lemon tea now. Go for it. (laughs) See you, folks. (laughs) Bye.